Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Holden, welcome to my apartment. Oh, God, it smells. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do in here? Very bad things. Oh, God. Oh, God. It smells like a dead cat. Does it actually? No. Okay. <laughs> I was doing a bit, Jimmy, and you need to run with the bit. Uh, 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 oh, here I go for 30 minutes. Oh, oh my God. Uh, anyway, Jesus. we know me a hard time. We're back in the same room. That's, you know, hopefully we won't start fighting each other. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, the library where we normally record is closed. We just do it in the middle of the library. Yeah. Just people right are the, trying to read. We are screaming <laughs> in people's ears practically, and they're just giving us dirty looks. But the librarians are like, whatever. So they closed the library permanently. Yeah. <laughs> and, we're, and we're in my apartment. No, uh, it's just for the week. I assume it's because break. Yep. Okay. So and why would you need to be in the library the day before uh, the J term begins? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm your host, Jimmy Uthi, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. I'm here in, in Jimmy's apartment, and hopefully the audio quality is okay. Yep. It's week. very echoey. You're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a great show for you this week featuring our non-spoiler Spoiler reviews of Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler drama from A24, mm-hmm. and our top 10 movies of the year. Let's do it. That one movie podcast. <laughs> First, Holden, we have to do the Toms. Oh, yes, the Toms. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment based on a scale of three famous Toms, Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Let's get started, Holden. Ooh. Let's get started with the A Quiet Place Part 2 trailer. Yes. We, we the, just sat and rewatched it together, Holden. Yeah, I watched it when it came out on New Year's, I think it was. Uh, and I had to rewatch it because I forgot it came out, but it did. So it's out. That was very insightful. Yeah. So, Jimmy... What about the Quiet Place 2 trailer? You just turned that against me. <laughs> Very well done. I applaud you. Uh, I liked this trailer quite a bit, honestly. Um, after watching the first one, I'm like, I don't know where you really go with the story now. That's compelling. Yeah. Um, but I like this because I got very much a Last of Us vibe. Especially That's what I was going to say. It feels very a Last of Us. Which I do like quite a bit if yes. you've been listening to the podcast. Um, especially the opening sequence with like they're driving around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very much straight out of the beginning of The Last yeah. of Us. I like that driving around sequence at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I think we will probably get to see John Krasinski in the film then probably. since there's some flashbacks. Yeah. Also, okay, so the kid in the front seat who I'm pretty sure that kid has died, right? No, back seat. The kid they show first, the little kid. But that's... Wait. How many kids do they have? <laughs> they had 
three kids and then they had the baby. They had three kids and then the baby? Yeah. And okay. one of the I kids died at the beginning of the okay. first one. Spoiler remember. alert, I guess. It's kind <laughs> of implied in the trailer. Yeah, I guess I didn't remember that. Uh, that I, I remembered the one that's deaf and the one that dies. I guess I didn't remember the other one. Yeah, they have the other boy. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say the way that he, because I thought he was like maybe this character we hadn't seen before and he sounded and looked from the behind a lot like Dustin from Stranger Things if you've seen it and so I was wondering if it was that actor but it's definitely not because he's not in the first one so that insight is not necessary thank you Holden (laughs) I love the insight that is not necessary that you bring to this podcast indeed that's why I keep you around (laughs) um I Killian Murphy looks great I love how he's just kind of a survivor Mm -hmm. and I love the whole line he has at the end of the trailer that um the people that are out there are not worth saving. Yeah. Very much along that last of us or the walking dead or or any other like zombie thing. (laughs) Yeah. Any other good sort of that story. Yeah. Would you quit moving around on Listen, the couch? It, it is at an awkward height for me. This microphone. We're, we are sitting at a very Maybe low you're, table. You're at an awkward height for the microphone. That could be. We're at, we're sitting at a very low table compared to what we usually do. And so I'm sitting on a couch with this low table and the microphone does not comfortably sit. If only there's like an extendable arm that you had in front of you that you could adjust. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> to fix Which I certainly them. do. I'm, tr- I'm trying, Jimmy. You, you're getting it figured out. Anyway, I really like this trailer. It's getting a two thumbs up broke off for me. Yeah, I quite liked it as well. Uh, hopefully it retains the the suspense of the first movie because the first movie is pretty suspenseful. But also, I mean, it is, it is kind of a gimmick. So hopefully they managed to make it seem fresh. Um, yeah. I mentioned to Jimmy that Killian Murphy looks like a male Emily Blunt. So if you watch the trailer, they have very similar eyes. And it kind of, it weirds me out. Because for there was a second where Killian Murphy was on screen and I thought it was Emily Blunt with a beard. And that's your unnecessary insight from Holden for yep. this segment. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it I'll give it two thumbs up as well. Pretty there, excited. There we go. Uh, in bad news, Frozen 2 is now the highest grossing animated oh. film of all time, somehow. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. Even if you liked this movie, you, I, how do you think it's better than the first one? Listen, I mean, I'm going to have it on my top 10 movies of the year, Jimmy, but it still doesn't deserve <laughs> <laughs> No, I definitely won't. This movie is uh, its so astoundingly bad. <laughs> I cannot believe that we had this. I mean, we had a very similar conversation last week about this, but now that it's officially reached this landmark. Wow. Who did it top? Do you know? I don't know. Who was was it? It might have been Frozen 1. Frozen 1. Lion King, am I right? Lion King, <laughs> The, the live right? action <laughs> oh, quote-unquote remake. <laughs> that's nominated for Best Animated Film. Oh, my God. That's actually pretty funny, though. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Golden Globes are right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. Maybe we'll, we'll get some live coverage at the end of the podcast, maybe. Maybe not. Probably not. Don't expect it. <laughs> don't don't be too excited. We probably won't talk about it next week either. Maybe we will. We'll see. If there is any upsets, then yes. If I don't if even Joker know what's wins favorite. best picture, God, we'll talk about not. it. Uh, anyway, that's obviously a bombadil there for Frozen 2. Yeah. For some reason, being the highest grossing animated film of all time. I mean, ultimately, if you like it, that's great, but you're wrong. So, <laughs> it's 
kind of like Avatar being the highest grossing film until Endgame. It's like, but like Avatar at least has like some merit. It isn't like offensive. Here's my thing with Avatar, is that it is entirely irre- irrelevant now. Who whoever talks about Avatar? No, I I agree, but like at least it was like something and not something that was just bad that's true like that's why i'm okay with like i i mean it wasn't my favorite movie either but i mean like whatever it was a big thing when it came out so of course it made a lot of money but you know it was the coolest 3d movie i'd ever seen still is probably the only cool 3d movie i've ever seen i don't know i guess i need to rewatch it but i'm like anyway this is a bombadil let's move on bombadil Holden, we might get a four-hour-long cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in, like, a year or so, according to Tarantino. Is this happening? Is Tarantino doing anything ever? I don't know. He keeps saying he's doing things. He's doing one more movie, yet he's like, oh, maybe, you know, Kill Bill Volume 3 might be good. Or, you know, I got a Star Trek movie, maybe. No, I want to do something really small for my last movie. Plot twist. He's going to do the Uncharted movie. Well, you know, I'd see that. In a heartbeat. <laughs> the games are rated T though. Like that would be a hard that'd be a hard right turn. Get Quentin Tarantino to do a Last of Us movie. Oh, that'd be good. I feel like that does not fit the tone of The Last of Us. No, it doesn't, but he could do it. He could do it. Is there a Tarantino movie that would not be good? No. That's why I'm saying it would be good. Yeah. A romantic comedy. Doesn't he like romantic comedies, though? I think so. So he would know. even make a good one of those. I don't know. Regardless, this I'm excited to see a four-hour cut. Yeah. I'll see it. Broca. Yeah, Broca. This is like when he released the Hateful Eight thing on Netflix, which is really good. You see that? Nope. It's good. There we go. It was an extended version. It is about four hours long. It's pretty good. I like Hateful Eight, the movie. Sue me. Yeah, I think I it's do really too. good. I it's, don't really I like understand. It the mo- I like it the more I see it. I don't understand why people don't like it so much. The first hour is a little slow. Get over it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Listen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, two thirds of it is slow. <laughs> get over it. It's yeah, a good movie. Get over it. Um, Holden, we're probably going to talk about our most anticipated movies of 2020 in the next episode, but Ooh. Fandango did a poll oh, i think i saw this yeah do you did you see what the number one most mm-hmm. anticipated movie of 2020 is actually i'm not sure if i saw fandangos for sure but i saw one that said wonder woman it is wonder woman 1984 the most anticipated uh movie of 2020 this year we're in it holden i mean i i guess like what else would it be right like <laughs> I mean, mean, Marvel's The Eternals is number three, so... What's number two? Black Widow. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I guess the Marvel movies would be the only one I'd think, but we're not getting, like, a Star Wars. We're not getting, like, a Frozen 2. I'm surprised Tenet is not in the top ten. Read the top ten. So, the top ten, it's Wonder Woman 84, Black Widow, Marvel's The Eternals, Mulan, uh, No Time to Die, the James Bond film, for some reason, (laughs) A Quiet Place Part 2, Birds of Prey, In the Heights, Pixar's Soul, and Fast and Furious 9. What's In the Heights? In the Heights, is that based on the, is that the musical that is takes it? place in like Harlem? I don't know. Or something? I'm I not think I've claim seen to be an expert I think on. I've seen it in Broadway, honestly. I've been to one Broadway show and I think it, In the Heights, 
is oh, that would make sense a musical was, okay that makes sense then i think i've seen it on broadway it's written oh it's composed by lin-manuel miranda i did not oh, know that nice when are we getting a hamilton movie it's only a matter of time right it really is <laughs> um yeah uh you know people really like the first wonder woman i'm kind of lukewarm on it um i think this one looks better I think this. I like the trailer for this new one. I I'm kind of iffy on the trailer, but I like the style a lot more than the uh, than the first movie. And I think uh, just a lot of the things they showed look a lot more fun. Yeah. Than the World War One setting that the first one had. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what? Sure. Good for Fandango. <laughs> Good for Fandango. <laughs> Good for Wonder Woman. I'll give it a Brokaw. Sure. Yeah, Brokaw. Because I don't, I guess mine's probably, well, I won't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. Uh, it was it's coming next episode. That was a close one. <laughs> Maybe I was just doing it as a tweet tease all along. I'm so, most uh, looking forward to Playmobil the movie. That already came out, didn't it? Oh, crap, Jimmy, you got me. Anyway. That's, that's going to be in my top 10 of the year. <laughs> I kind of alluded to it before, but... Uh, the Uncharted movie turns out it's still a mess and it's lost another director. Oh yeah, I heard this. this Wait, time, is, it, is this official? It's lost the director. Yeah, Travis okay. Knight, the director of Bumblebee. Apparently, Tom Holland and Matt Damon are still on board though. Too bad. You Matt, mean Mark, Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Matt Damon. What's the difference? I'd much rather have Matt Damon in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> <As> Sully. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. This movie is never going to be made. No, it's never going to be made. And if it does, it's going to be crap. <laughs> it is. Well, Naughty sc- Dog will not sign off on a script that they don't like. That's true. I I don't know. I mean, like, Bumblebee's, like, okay. But seriously, if, like, you're having the director of Bumblebee saying he doesn't want to do it, like, <laughs> what's or that he, say? Or he's just, I don't know why they keep leaving and it know. just... I it's feel like it's some one of those scene factor that we don't, we don't know yet. I think they just probably, I imagine they just don't have a script. I would have mm-hmm. think, or like they, they don't probably have, have the a- time to commit to rework it. You would think that they'd just be able to just Neil Druckmann, you know, he already wrote the last of us part two. They're just finishing up that game. Just lock him in a room for a month. And yeah. He'll write a good movie. Yeah. I mean, the uncharted games are practically movies anyway. So just make them, they should just do it as a, you know, they should just not make it. They should do a miniseries, maybe. Yeah. Disney Plus. Hey, just whoever whoever did that <coughs> short film, just get those people. And give them a budget. There you go. And get Nathan Fillion to do to be Nathan Drake. Yeah. He really should be. Like, yeah. I love Tom Holland, don't get me wrong, but it, it probably should be Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Um so I guess that's a bombadil. Bombadil. I want to see this movie, but it's never going to come out. <laughs> I don't want a bad Uncharted movie to come no, out. No, 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 no. Unlike that Tomb Raider movie. That's not good. Yeah, it's not. Uh, final piece of news, Holden. WandaVision is coming out on Disney Plus in 2020, not 2020, 2021. The year 2021. <laughs> yeah. As I said correctly the first time. <laughs> Perfectly. Uh that's when it was initially supposed to be released. We're getting it sooner than we thought. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm pretty excited. Uh, this is the. This is probably the series. I well, okay. I'm pretty excited for Moon Knight, but that one's a ways out. We're not getting that anytime soon. Um, but the 
but but WandaVision, it's it's apparently like very weird and cerebral. Like it, at least part of it might take place like a 1950s Leave It to Beaver type sitcom and stuff. And I'm just kind of interested to see what this means. I think it ties in directly to the new Doctor Strange movie, from what I understand. Um, and that comes out next year, I believe. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm more excited for it than Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I think part of the reason why they're moving this up is so Disney keeps their subscribers. Yeah. I think they're like, oh, crap, we don't have anything after The Mandalorian right away. And they're like, we don't have anything until the second season and the Marvel shows drop, so we need to get this going. I mean, this was already filming and might even be finished by this point, but I think that's why they're on the fast track now for it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, you know, the sooner we get it, the better for me. I'm going to give it a Brokaw. What about you, Jimmy? I'll give it a Brokaw, sure. All right. Are you going to watch these? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) If they tie in directly to the movies, you have to. I don't want to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though, unless it's good. It might be good. It'll probably be good. But I just, I don't want run-of-the-mill Marvel. It's got to be better than that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, I've been watching Marvel's Runaways, the final season on Hulu. And as much as, you know, I have some soft spots for those characters on that show, it is pretty generic. And it's gotten kind of generic. I'm kind of eh on it. It's not like the Marvel Netflix stuff, which I think is a lot better. But whatever. There we go. That's the tops for this week. Yeah. Good tops. job. Good job, tops. Holden. Yeah. Thank you. You too. You're welcome. On to our review of uh, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uh, so this is our non-spoiler review of Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler A24 movie that mm-hmm. uh, that I hope is doing pretty well. The I think it's doing pretty well, but audiences are kind of mixed on it. Yeah. Um, Holden joked that we should <laughs> we should begin the segment by loudly talking over each other, <laughs> which is what this film is. Yeah. I cannot believe. I'm like, this must have been a nightmare to edit. Oh, yeah. Because it is just people yelling over each other. Well, here let, let's get into a let's get into a summary uh, first before like a little synopsis. Oh, I don't have. Uh, I, I, I'll I can do it. Okay. Okay. So basically, <laughs> the story is it, it follows Adam Sandler and he plays this guy. And he's a jewelry. He runs a jewelry store. He's no. a Jewish jewelry god. <laughs> yeah. Guy who. Um, he does a lot of a lot of bets. He he runs a lot of bets on like games and on uh, like f- basketball games and stuff like that. And he tries to get money, but he's not very good at keeping his his promises and uh, getting money back to the right people. So it's he likes to take very unnecessary huge risks. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And frustratingly is, so oh it is this yeah and he um, lives a lifestyle that is very i mean like he's like wealthy he lives a wealthy lifestyle yeah, he has a nice life but he's like not content with it no. he just keeps like it's not well we can get into that a bit more later but anyway um yeah so that's pretty much the movie um it's like a crime Weird. I don't really know how to describe the genre of this movie. I I, I went a, into it thinking it was a thriller. I would not describe it as a no, thriller. No, it's not a thriller. It's yeah. So this 
I'm gonna give my overall thoughts. I well, I mentioned I talked about it a little bit last week. I think I really like this movie. Interesting. That means you didn't. I did not. I think this is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. A very good movie that I did not really enjoy at all. And so I, so I didn't like the first fifteen minutes or so because that's what it like. It's like a barrage at the very beginning of this movie. No idea what's going on. You don't know what's happening. People are just talking. (laughs) It's really loud. There's a bit loud soundtrack over it too. That's going. It is. It is like I. I was sitting there. I'm like, if this is the whole. If this movie does not take a breath, I'm not gonna like this movie. And for me, this movie takes enough enough gasps of air occasionally and it was like after that first 10 or 15 minutes that it like had just a little bit of time that it got me it was it i was able to get traction on what was happening and then i was okay for the rest of the movie i agree that i got traction on what was happening mm-hmm. i i think i left this movie with a headache yeah <laughs> i was like <laughs> And it's so long. Oh my gosh. I okay, it is long, but it's like I didn't two hours really feel it. I felt it. I was okay. like I was like I think and I definitely think that you did not need to have everything that is in this movie in this movie. Yeah. I agree with that. You could have cut stuff out so easily. So for me it just it became a little just like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm ready for this to be done. Okay. And it's one of those movies where literally, like, all the main characters are just very unlikable. Yeah. And... Um, except for one, I think. Like, who are you talking about? I'm I'm talking about uh, uh, Julia. His wife? No, his mistress. I think she's, I think she's all right. I mean, yeah, I guess she's all right, but she's also just consenting to have an affair with this guy. Yeah, but I, like, I she's like, she seems like a genuinely very nice person. Yeah, but like, I feel like if you're consenting to have an affair, like she knowingly had an affair, yeah. like knew he was having an affair and was okay with that in their relationship. Okay. I feel like that well, kind listen, of inherently I'm doesn't for straws make... here because yeah, there are. I think very, his very... wife is the closest thing to like a good character in this because she puts on the face to keep their relate like the marriage up for their kids and she yeah. tolerates so much of his crap mm-hmm. and she allows him to keep postponing like when they're gonna yeah d- take certain steps in their relationship and all that you yeah. know without going into big spoilers or anything uh adam sandler is really good in this yeah, movie though. Is. i agree i think the performances are really good i think um the writing is interesting this i think that i think the writing is a lot of it improv or probably i so this these the directors of this the safety brothers also did good time which i haven't seen um i didn't really like good time but it's very similar um i think i think it's kind of one of those things that you either love it or hate it and i think that's why people are kind of mixed on this movie um overall uh because the writing is it's it's just very chaotic like the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of like i don't know it's a lot of like unnecessary dialogue that probably doesn't need to be in there but i it doesn't really bog the movie down for me at least i don't know it bogged the movie down for me i think um yeah just the (laughs) the frustratingness of 
or whatever the just the sense of frustration you have with literally all the characters mm-hmm. in this movie just with like to the point that i mean it made sense there's stuff they did in the movie but it just like it didn't feel like forced conflict yeah necessarily but it what like was at the same time like if this person was not just like a cartoon <laughs> yeah this situation would have ended a long time ago yeah well it, it the the movie it it's i really like it because you can just see how bad things are gonna get like yeah. from right away like and you don't necessarily know where it's going to go but like certain actions that adam sandler sandler's character takes it's like why are you doing that like you're like, watching it and you're like no don't <laughs> like, like that is such a terrible idea yeah like it, it fits within his character but you as a viewer are just like oh my god this is like it's almost painful to watch it is very painful to watch i think mm-hmm and like it's whether or not you enjoy that pain yeah and i enjoyed parts of it and i just did not enjoy other parts and overall i think it just got too long for me more than anything okay and the ending i thought was interesting choices made there we'll we'll talk about that in spoilers sure sure um but i think this is like the perfect case of like i think an objectively very solid movie that i just did not enjoy very much sure sure uh yeah i I personally really liked this movie. Uh, I just kind of went alone um, to it. And yeah, I don't know. I'm I had a good time. I'm so Although, glad I did not see this movie alone. I went with my cousin. I think if I would have seen this movie alone, I just would have not liked it. I like enjoyed it very little. Okay. I Okay. And see, what's funny is like, I felt the length a little bit, but that's just because I had to pee for the second half and I didn't want to leave. But I don't know. Even that like... It still didn't bother me, even though I had to pee bad. I think I just had a headache just from, Maybe. I mean, it is constant yelling. It is a lot of stimulation. If you get headaches easy, it's probably not a movie it's you should loud. watch. It's a lot of. I th- think the soundtrack is, I did not like the soundtrack. Either. I think I the thought, soundtrack's really good. I thought it was very <laughs> annoying. I think, overdone. well, I mean, it's, it like, I mean, it's one of those things that it's like, it fits within the movie. And so that's why I think it's a good soundtrack. Like, I mean, it's not something I would listen to on the side, but I think it fits the movie really well. And that makes it a good soundtrack. I thought it was kind of obnoxious, but I mean, like, I understand what the movie is. It is, but (laughs) (laughs) again, I just didn't, I didn't didn't like it. And it just was like loud and this is kind of a weird movie too. There's some weird elements to this movie. Yeah. Kevin is. Garnett is weird too. Yeah. And makes frustrating decisions as well. Well, Keith Steinfield from Sorry to Bother Sorry to Bother You. Isn't it? Also he, very frustrating. Yeah. Everyone's very frustrating. God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you do you have anything else? I, 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 don't, I think don't, we need to get into spoilers. Yeah, I'll, I'll give my rating. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I mean, like I said, I think it's very solid. I, I'm i not going to... My opinion's not going to shape my judgment of the movie. Sure. My score. Anyway. What's your What's your entertainment rating? I mean, I, it wasn't like the worst time I've ever had a movie theater, but it was like a 5 out of 10, I'd say. It was like... Okay. Like, it wasn't like... It was a, It was disappointing. I think obje- I think objectively for me it's probably close to a nine or an eight. It's probably somewhere maybe I'll give it an eight point five. I probably will give it a nine for entertainment value though. I really really liked it. Maybe I just relate to it because I'm also chaotic. So and very frustrating. Yeah. To deal with. 
That could be. All right, on to spoilers. Woot. Holman, what do you want to talk about first? Maybe just go through all the very frustrating things <laughs> every character does in this movie okay, for no well, great, no good reason. I want to talk about the beginning of the movie a little bit, uh, just because... I liked the beginning. I liked the way they introduced everything. Like, where it's it's him, like, kind of going around and doing things? Like, no, what do you mean? the very beginning, where it's, like, the, the, where they dig up the diamond. Okay. Or the, I, the I, rock so or whatever. I'm talking about aside from that, after that part. Because where they introduce all the characters and you have no idea what's going no, on. It's like, it's, what is, why are these people mad at him? I yeah. don't know. And I, okay. So I did not realize until very late in the movie that the guy that was after him was like his brother-in-law. I didn't know that until they were all at the yeah. Passover. I don't thing. know if like, I don't know if I don't that was made they, apparent. I don't think they mentioned it. Did they? I don't know. And then he's like, you owe me money. I'm like, oh, this is what's happening. Yeah. Why didn't you just say that? Well, I mean, I like recognize the guy when he was at Passover. I'm like, oh, that's one of the guys who's been like after him. That was and it's like the guy. Yeah, it's it's the head guy. Man, this movie. It's is- yeah, I, I, I don't like the f- that after that intro scene. I don't like the 10 or so minutes after that. Um, but what did what did you want to talk about the opening scene? Just like the digging up the rock and stuff. I liked I liked that part of it and how it introduced it and it kind of showcased the it was like the nail in the coffin of like look at all these just terrible people getting reaping the rewards of all these like yeah. all of these people slaving away in these, you know, diamond mines or whatever they're mm. or the quarry and it's like just like the nail in the coffin of like yeah. why these are just the worst people ever. It's it's very And then of course the, the worst of the worst ends up on top in this movie and you're just like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> the most uh, maybe the most unlikable character in any movie I've seen this year. <laughs> and it just ends up on top. You hate to see it. Yeah, hate to see it. Um okay. Uh, okay. I want to, I want to mention what might be my favorite part of the movie, which is the scene at the school. Yeah. I like that part. Play. Yeah. That's, that is, that's to me is like the best self-contained example of how quickly this movie escalates Mm -hmm. and just dies back down like at random intervals. And it's it because like he's just at this, he's just at this, uh, musical or whatever for his kid. Um, and he sees the, like these people who have been kind of following him around and like very quickly he ends up like kidnapped into a car and like beaten and like they take all of his clothes and lock him in a trunk. And I, I, that all happens within a fairly short amount of time. And he gets back before the play starts. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I that was probably my favorite scene in the movie or that that sequence, I guess. Yeah, I think it's that is effective. Again, though, it's like, why did you not just stay in your seat? Yeah, they're not gonna beat you up there. Like literally, that none of that would have happened. Yeah, and after it's over, you're gonna be around a lot of people. You can yeah. just go to your car and be fine. It's stupid decisions, but it like fits. Like he's paranoid, and he's also, I mean, and he knows that he's done these things to these people. He's, he's always also rightfully paranoid. highly overconfident. Yeah. 
He's highly overconfident and rightfully paranoid. And so I think it fits within his character to do these stupid things. But I mean, it's like if you just didn't do it, it wouldn't happen to you. Yeah. I mean, it fits his character, mm-hmm. but it's just very frustrating yeah, yeah. to watch. Um, and just I think it was just the amount of those decisions that mm-hmm. got me more than the the decisions in of themselves. Yeah. Um, because like I said, there are a lot of reckless people and a lot of reckless decisions. Yeah. Well, that, that very first, probably the first part where I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? Is when he like, when he pawns the ring. Yeah. He pawns KG's Bas- Boston ba- Celtics championship oh ring. I was like, what are you doing? Like he doesn't like, he doesn't even like. Like Think do a double it. take. Yeah, he just he does it immediately as soon as he gets it. Or at least immediately in terms of the movie. Like very next scene, he's pawning it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. And then for some reason Kevin Garnett just doesn't give back the gem. Yeah. I was like What? That that was weird. Well, like yeah, I don't and know. Like, that was weird. Especially what's since his... he's like playing himself. Like, and it didn't really seem like he was like trying to play like a criminalized version of himself or anything. He's just playing himself. So like, why didn't he just give it back? And he has. He believes it has like mystical powers. Yeah, he wants to buy it. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, and then he like breaks the glass in the store. He's like, "I told you not to lean on the gas gate or the glass cagey. What's going on, man?" <laughs> um. It was interesting to me. This does not provide. Don't worry. This doesn't give anything away for Parasite. But both movies are very thematically tied to a rock. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it was kind of. It was. It was. Um, that was interesting to see. I thought the part with the rock being like this mystical force was just kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. I don't think. I mean, I don't think it's. I. I think it's like like a placebo or something. I don't think it's actually mystical. I know, but they like play it out as yeah. it like actually is. No, I like, I, I think that's just, I mean like, but like, I guess just to sell that, why would Kevin Garnett just be obsessed with it? I guess. Yeah. It's like, he I breaks the it. glass. Gotta <laughs> He's like it. leaning on the glass yeah. so hard that he breaks it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a flattering portrayal of Kevin Garnett. I'm no. surprised they got him to do it. He was it. pretty good, though. He was. Like, I was, I mean, I mean, you got, like, Michael Jordan in Space Jam. He's not that good, no. but he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he's not LeBron in Space Jam 2 whenever that comes whenever out. Whenever that eventually happens. Be, well, they've been, like, making it forever. Yeah. I don't know why it's not out yet. I'm Listen, very confused. I'm hoping this movie confirms Space Jam 2. Proves the basketball players have still got it in the acting scene. What's his name from Sorry to Bother You? Also just like says he has the gem and then he just, he just doesn't. doesn't. And yeah. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. And then his mistress, who's such a great person, goes and <laughs> cheats with The weekend. Yeah. What's also that The weekend's <laughs> appearance is weird because it's just like, I mean, he's just like in it. Well, he's in it. And they keep making a big deal. And this is like before the weekend was really like became really big a couple years ago or whatever. I don't know. I the weekend's inclusion seemed weird to me. I don't know. They also didn't portray him very flattering either. Just (laughs) I 
don't know. I don't know how they got these celebrities to do this yeah, movie. That's almost that's almost as commendable as the performances that these celebrities <laughs> are willing to give crappy portrayals of themselves. I guess it's just the crappy world, man. Yeah. What do you think of the ending? I I it fits, I guess. I mm-hmm. mean, like he did all this reckless stuff and then it worked out and then he just gets shot in the eye or shot in the face. So it yeah. doesn't even matter. Yeah. Well, I was like, as like, he's, he's winning this bet that he, this ridiculous well, bet he plays. I think this is based on, cause let me just make sure. Sh- is it based on something? Uh, I just want to look up the 2012 NBA finals because, um, that was heat versus thunder. The movie took place in 2014, I think. Oh, 2014. I think so, yeah. That was Heat versus Spurs. So, wait. Tw- try 2013. 2013? <laughs> 2011? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 2014 in the movie, but maybe I'm wrong. Or was it Or was it? Um, maybe around before? Around? Uh, I don't remember. I don't I, anyway, I'm just like, I was like, I think the Boston Celtics like went to the final, whatever went past this round this year or whatever. So I wasn't really in suspense with that. Okay. Well, maybe it's not, I don't, I don't know. It must've been an earlier round. I was, so he, he placed this like ridiculous bet or whatever and he's getting it. I'm like, like what is going to happen? Like this movie cannot have him just like ride off into the sunset or like at least make it with all this money. Cause I knew it was the end of the movie. I'm like, what? And like everyone, like the, his, the guy who he owed money to is like looking like, oh man, we're, we're going to make bank. He's looking when he's trapped in this uh, vestibule. Um, but then, yeah, he just gets shot in the face. And so does Arno or whatever. His yeah. Name is. They both also they, get shot in the face. Yeah. And then the freaky guy who, who can't talk, he just kind of talks like this. And he just, he's just like the unnecessarily angry guy the whole movie. And he just starts robbing his store. And that's the end, I guess. Yeah. And Kevin Garnett talks about winning is yeah. all what it's all about or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I quite liked it just because I was, it was, I, I think as you said, it fits for the movie and it was also just very unexpected. Um, I, Oh, uh, something I do want to mention and that's kind of related to the guy who talks weird is like anytime there's violence in this movie, it, I, I, I kind of cringed. Like it felt very solid. Yeah, like especially that that scene where he get where Adam Sandler gets punched in the face and then thrown in the fountain. I'm like, ooh, yeah, I can't feel good. Ouch! Getting punched okay. in the face can't feel good. No, Hold believe it, it or not. <laughs> 2020. Um, I did like uh, Idina Menzel talking to Adam Sandler, and uh, she he's like, hey, give me another shot, and then she's like, no, you're <laughs> you're like a terrible person. His wife. Yeah. Yeah. I um, liked that scene, that interaction. <laughs> She's like, are you serious? Yeah. He's like, I'm done. And then on the mistress, that was a mistake. That was dumb. I'm done with it. He's like, I'm done with it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he immediately goes back after that conversation. <laughs> it felt like it, it felt in a little bit of a way, like a, a like an old Scorsese movie where it's just a bunch of italian people yelling at each other yeah <laughs> a I little bit there's just a little bit of that in there yeah i yeah um what else 
I think I'm done talking about this movie, man. Okay. I'm over it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you're listening to now, I mean, you probably, you, you already know what happens, but it's, it's quite a ride. I recommend seeing it. Maybe not in theaters, but if you want to check it out when it's on Netflix or Amazon or something, do that. Holden, it is 2020, but last year was 2019. So should we talk about some of our favorite movies from 2019? I think that would be wise, Jimmy. A top 10. This is our first top 10 since our first episode. Since our first top 10. Which was not good. Which was not good. Um, We have done a little bit more planning before now that we talked about how we're going to do this. I think how we're going to do it is Jimmy has actually listed his in order. I don't have mine in, in any order particular. that I threw together okay. literally moments before <laughs> this podcast. So we'll see how the order goes. Uh, I didn't have mine in any particular order. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to walk through Jimmy's. Um, it, we can kind of talk about them and I'll mention them if they're on mine. And then at the end, uh, I, after he's gone through his 10, I'll just mention the ones that I didn't uh, that he didn't cover that weren't or that weren't on his. Uh, so. Do you want me to talk about any of my honorable mentions? Uh, we can cover our honorable mentions right now. I uh, guess. Honorable mentions. Um, It'd be interesting if any of uh, Just go. Lego Movie 2. Okay. John Wick 3, Parabellum. That's also in my honorable mentions. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. Shazam. All right. Detective Pikachu and Togo. Okay. Cool. And keep in mind, we have—I have not seen the Lighthouse, Parasite, mm-hmm. or Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, a yet. lot of these movies that are supposed to be really good. Yeah. So, and I—we're I, planning. On, I'm planning on. Have you seen the Lighthouse? Not we, yet. Okay. We is that we should, on digital yet? I don't think so. We should check. But um, we're, we'll do those movies as soon as they're available, sure. like digitally, because I really want to see them. Um. Yeah, yeah, uh, same here. I I can't remember what it was that I said that I would that you said I would put on mine. I don't know. Whatever. I also have John Wick three on my honorable mentions. But then besides that, oh, and the other thing to keep in mind is our lists are not going to be in line with our ratings necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, maybe sometimes we've kind of gone down on a rating, gone up on a rating. Some of these movies on mine. I'll throw uh, I'll throw Joker into my honorable mentions too. I didn't realize I didn't have that. Okay, it's okay. not in my top ten. Sorry, it's in my top ten. Well, we'll get into it. <laughs> uh, but in my honorable mentions, I have uh, John Wick three, uh, Booksmart, which I don't think you saw. I did not see uh, that. Booksmart, no. Us, um, and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. All right, interesting. Um, mine are in yeah somewhat order. Holden's are not. So I'm gonna just go through my order. So. Start with 10 for you. Number 10, Toy Story 4. Is this okay. in your top 10 at all? That's not in my top 10 at all. Not in your honorable mentions? No. Wow. <laughs> Did you not like... No, okay. Proof I, that. Holden Sutter does not have a heart. It's I, like the opposite of Iron Man. You know, I like Toy Story 4. I don't remember what rating I gave it. I'd probably give it a nine. little lower. Did I give it a 9? I gave it a 9. I'd probably give it closer to an eight or seven and a half, probably. Seven and a half. You okay, did not fine. give it. Okay, fine. I'll give it. No, I no. I'm saying that's probably what I'd give it closer to now. Okay, whatever. Okay, I so Toy Story four. You know, for what it is, an unnecessary sequel to Toy Story. It's really good, right? And I think it has a really nice cap to Woody's story. 
um, and beautiful animation, obviously great voice acting, but it just like, to me, and maybe if you go back and listen to the episode, you can call, you can call me out on this and maybe I, maybe it did affect me more when I first saw it, but at least since I haven't really thought about it, I haven't really cared about it. Um, I recognize that I liked it when I first saw it. I kind of want to see it again so I can get a fresh take on it. Um, but it just, it's, it's more of that. I just feel like it was kind of meh for me. It was kind of, I, I recognize as a it's, movie. It was it's number good. 10 for me. It's not number three. Settle down. I, You're I'm not just hurting saying, my feelings. I'm just saying, well, I'm explaining why it's not I even on my honorable mentions. Yeah. Well, that's just cause you're, you're silly. Okay. <laughs> but explain why you like it though. Uh, it's a good movie. And I have a heart. Okay. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> Number nine is us for me. Okay. Um, I, I wish I'd put this in my top 10, but I couldn't. Didn't have room. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, so that's nine. Eight is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Wait, did we want to talk about us? We can talk about us. Just a little bit, especially since it's been a while. You need to talk. We need to talk about us. Hold on. We do. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> Um, I, for me, uh, I was going to propose, <laughs> um, us very good sophomore outing from Jordan Peele. It's, it's really, it's not really like scary, but it's very suspenseful. And I really like, I just, I, I really like the characters in it and I don't, I've seen it a couple times. I've only I, seen it the one time. I okay. feel like this one for me, why it's lower on the list is that I don't really feel the need to see it more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I feel like I don't know how if it'd be as entertaining on a couple repeat viewings. Oh, sure. I I can't remember if I've seen it beyond. I saw it twice in theaters. I know. Um, but I just really like the concept I think is really cool. Um, some people didn't really like the explanation behind it. And I guess I was a little bit mixed on it, but I thought very solid movie. Yeah. Great acting. Uh, number eight for me is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I just, this movie just was like hit me emotionally and just made me want to be a better person. It's, it makes you feel so warm. It makes you want to be better, Jimmy. You need to be better. Yeah, I need to be better. And that's why it's in my top 10, because I also, it's a good movie, and I have a heart. It's, uh, yeah. I. And it's not in your top 10. I You know, that's, once again, we were talking about this beforehand. There are so many good movies that came out this year. Like, it is, it's, it was difficult for, it was very difficult for Jimmy to come up for top 10. It was for me as well. So, yeah. I think, so this, I'm on number seven. I think literally one through seven could be number one on a given year. I think okay. it's that strong. Okay. And number seven, which I can't believe this is this low on the list, but just is a testament to all the good movies that came out this year is Midsummer. Mm, that's in my top 10 somewhere, <laughs> wherever. And I think it's mainly just because like, I don't know how much I'd want to sit down and rewatch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, I feel like it's kind of a thing you see once and that's like the maximum impact for it. I actually got it on Blu-ray for Christmas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, and watch it with your parents. Yeah, though I joked about that. My have they so, seen it? No, okay. but my dad's listened to the episode and is uh, where we talked about it. He's like, I don't really want to see it. The spoiler section. I don't know if he'd listen. To, well, probably I guess if he doesn't want to watch it. <laughs> um, but you should just watch it with your dad. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's it's really good. I agree. 
I'm not sure. I want to see it again just because I want to see if, like, because I know what's going to happen, so I won't be as shocked. So I just kind of want to see, like, how it is apart from the shock value, maybe. Um, and I guess it didn't, like, it didn't turn me away so much from that shock. Uh, so I'm curious on a second viewing. Interesting. All right. Number you should s- watch it, Jimmy. Or view it again on the podcast. No, we won't. Why would we do that? <laughs> number six is The Irishman. Yeah, that's in my top ten. Yeah. Um, Midsummer was in your top ten too, I'm yeah. sure. Um yeah, it's a really good Martin Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. It's three and a half hours. It's long. I'll probably watch it again someday. Yeah. I want I want to as well. De aging is very good. Uh yeah, acting. Spectacular. Acting's pretty good in it. Yeah, yeah. believe it or not. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Al Pacino, you're yeah. these guys. <laughs> Joe Pesci. They're pretty I just, good. I just last night watched uh, Al Pacino's Dunkin' Donuts commercial from Jack and Jill. Have you ever seen that? No. Al Pacino is a major character in Jack and Jill. You're joking. I'm not kidding. And he plays himself. <laughs> I need to see Jack and Jill, I guess. <laughs> Or at least this part of it. Well, he's because like uh, this is a tangent, but a- Adam Sandler's the guy Jack, I guess, is he's like this marketing executive, and he's trying to make this commercial. Well, for isn't Dunkin he Jack Donuts. and Jill? He's both, yeah. But when he's his, <laughs> it's the Jack the, character. <laughs> isn't this like one of the worst movies ever made? Yeah, and Al Pacino's in it. I'm gonna show you this commercial after we're done on here. It's it is hilarious. <laughs> like, just. It might actually, uh, anyway, I don't know. We don't need to talk about Jack and Jill when we're talking about the top 10 best movies of 2019. You said it's in your top 10, The Irishman? Yeah, it is. Uh, number sure. five for me, Dr. Sleep. That's also in my top 10. I really, cool. I really liked this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a, just a joy. It, it is a nice, nice time. Probably, the, probably maybe the most pleasant surprise for me of all the movies. Yeah. This I year. think, so. I, well, yeah, because I mean, every other movie I had, like, a decent expectation mm-hmm. for, I guess. You even were excited for. You even had this in your top five most anticipated, and I would. Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh yeah, it was high in your list. I didn't remember that, but that sounds probably right. I think so. It was definitely in your top ten. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it looked not very good. Yeah. Well, Jokes looks, on me. It's yeah. my fifth favorite movie of the year. Yeah, it's you know Doctor Sleep. It's it's very solid Stephen King, and I think it. it it's kind of sucks that it didn't make more money. Yeah, I wish it would have done well. Yeah, and I mean it. It's kind of same way that like Blade Runner twenty forty nine didn't do very well because it's like it. I mean the first Shining movie didn't do very well when it first came out. It's kind of become this like now classic since, but that doesn't mean that people want to go see a sequel. I guess. Yeah, number four, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh, that's definitely my top ten. Bet you could have guessed that. Would you have had it as your number one? Ah, uh, no. No, no. Do you have like a number one? I don't think I. Maybe I will when at the end. Maybe once we talk about everything, I'll have it decided. But um, it's. I mean, it might be top three for me. Uh, obviously, I mean, this is the culmination of the MCU thus far, basically oh. before Far From Home. Yes. Um, and it was really good. I only saw it once. Okay. The premiere. I saw it right? five times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think i saw it three times the opening weekend maybe man i did not see it that many times (laughs) yeah i mean i'm i'm the biggest marvel junkie on this podcast out of the two of us uh so (laughs) 
I mean, I'm, I love the MCU even when it's not that good. Um, and I always watch all of its stuff, like the TV shows, except for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I haven't seen that uh, and I don't really want to. But um, yeah, very, very good third act. So satisfying. Uh, number t- uh, number three, El Camino, Breaking Bad. That's not even on my list. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. I okay. I retroactively put that in my honorable mentions because I just Thank kind you. of forgot to put that in there. Thank you. Hold on. I appreciate that. It's not on your letterbox, huh? It is on my letter. I just I, I skipped over it. It was on my letterbox. <laughs> wow. Why do you just dislike good movies, Holden? Yeah, I guess. Um, this would be up there with Dr. Sleep for me as pleasant surprises and movies that I didn't necessarily know I was going to like so mm-hmm. much. Um, so I think that's why it's pretty high. And I just like, I forgot how much I like Breaking Bad. Yeah. So I need to rewatch that and see Better Call Saul. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think the not having not having seen it like five years ago or whatever, I think was actually an advantage because I forgot like who was alive and stuff. Yeah. So some <laughs> of the tension was pretty good. But yeah, number three. Um, yeah, uh, that movie, it's, it is very good. I, my, one of my roommates is currently actually watching or watching Breaking Bad for the first time. So I'm watching some of these episodes again, uh, with them. That's it's very, very, I, even like in the little snippets I'm watching, I'm like, oh, I can connect this to El Camino. I remember them, uh, talking about this in El Camino and now I'm just remembering it all from the show and it's, it's just very good. I, I, I'm the same way. I want to rewatch it and watch Breaking or Better Call Saul. Uh, number two, Marriage Story. That's in my top ten. Yeah. Um, again, masterclass acting. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, Laura Dern, and Ray Liotta. Yep. We just talked about it a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago or whatever. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Check it out. It's really good. Yeah. It's not super def- happy, though. No. <laughs> for, for, you're forewarned. Yeah. But, yeah, watch it. Uh, and then I guess my favorite movie of the year. Um, I've only seen it one time in theaters. I don't know what it is. Would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino, uh, the ending, I guess. And, I mean, there's just a couple scenes in it. Leonardo DiCaprio in the trailer, which was actually, like, not even originally going to be a thing. He was going to actually nail his lines. Really? And Leonardo DiCaprio was like, well, why not? Let's try. Well, let's just try me like messing up and see what happens. Tarantino's like, okay, I guess you're Leonardo DiCaprio. We can try it your way. (laughs) But it was kind of like just like appease Leo sort of move. And then they got to the editing room. He's like, dang, Leo was right. And then they they went and did the trailer scene. And Leo just like spent a few hours improving. I love that trailer scene. I love it too. I just, um, I actually just rewatched this a couple nights ago. My parents hadn't seen it yet. So I watched it with them uh, since I got, I got this movie for Christmas as well. Um, It's that, that scene. I also like, I never remembered, but like he's talking about he's never going to drink again. And then he like goes for his flask. (laughs) Like, and then he like, he like goes to set and then he throws it. (laughs) I thought that was, that was really funny. Um, but yeah, like that, I mean, definitely like the last, last part of the movie is the highlight, but the rest of the movie is really good too. It's just all very good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite movie of the year, I guess. I didn't realize it. Yeah. I want to hear your the your top 10 in no particular order okay apparently. top 10 in no particular order i'll just kind of go over the ones that 
uh, we did talk about just uh, I I do have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Midsummer, um, The Irishman, Doctor Sleep, uh, Marriage Story, and Avengers Endgame. Those are all on there. But then in, in addition to that, I do have Uncut Gems. Yep. <laughs> in my top ten, which I guess Jimmy probably expected expected after our talk, especially. Um, and I mean, you just listen to the review, so it, watch it at your own risk. But I I would recommend it to if if you like good movies and if you want to see Adam Sandler in a good movie um and you want a headache yeah <laughs> um I do have Joker in my top 10 Jimmy all right um I still have only seen it the one time I want to watch it again I think it's in the cheap seats right now and my girlfriend hasn't seen it yet so I might take her to go see it at the cheap seats um but it's I mean it's Obviously shows its uh, influence from Martin Scorsese movies, but I think it's a very interesting and cool uh, movie. I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say about it aside from what I said in the review. I just really, really enjoyed it. Or do you have anything to say about it? Jim? Nope. All right. Um, then probably, uh, or we could do Parasite. I mentioned Parasite a couple uh, podcasts ago. Parasite really really good i also won't spoil anything because jimmy hasn't seen it yet he'd kill me if i said anything about the movie uh so i won't say anything about put a movie. bullet right through your cheek yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh parasite really good if you have the chance to see it it's probably coming out on digital soon i, I would think um and then the other one which is probably the biggest surprise to me to be on this list is the invader zim movie that was oh, on yeah. netflix um if you love the Invaders in cartoon, which even if you haven't seen or didn't watch when you were a kid, I think it's well worth a watch now. It is very adult and very weird. It's and stylish. It's so just entertaining and the humor is really, really good. I still find a lot of it very funny. It's kind of like how early, I mean, it's darker than early seasons of SpongeBob, but it has a similar like adults find it funny too kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and... I, it's just really good and I was really excited when they said they were making a movie this movie has been like announced for a couple years now with and they just announced the release date like a month before it came out or something and it came out it was really good stayed true to the form with an up, a little bit of an updated visual style for 2019 but looks really good and was very funny and quite liked it apparently they're thinking about making more Invader Zim either movies or maybe another season of the show after the people really liked the movie so yeah. Uh, do you want to run through your top 10 just like bottom to top to uh, for a final thing? Uh, just to recap? Yeah, recap. So 10, Toy Story 4, 9, Us, 8, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, 7, Midsummer, 6, The Irishman, 5, Doctor Sleep, 4, Endgame, 3, El Camino, A Breaking Bad Movie, Two, Marriage Story, and one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Holden, if you had to choose a favorite movie of the year. You know, Jimmy, I might go Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Wow. I, like, part of me wants to say Avengers Endgame just because I had such a good time and it did so much for me, but I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is maybe just, it's, it's so just solid and entertaining and, yeah. It's just a good movie, Jimmy. It's a good time. And you have a heart. Now and I have do. a heart. That movie has a lot. That movie has some heart in it. 
kind of surprising. <laughs> you just roast Tarantino? Well, listen, Tarantino, I love you, but a heart isn't necessarily one of the core aspects that makes a Tarantino movie. <laughs> love for filmmaking, maybe. Yeah, okay, fair enough. All right, that's our top 10 favorite movies of 2019. Here's yes. hoping to 2020. Actually, breaking news. Uh, I got some notifications about the Golden Globes 1917 won Best Drama. Are you? Really? Which we are going to review this week, hopefully. Yeah. It's having its wide release. And then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won Best Musical or Comedy. That's a good pair. Assuming I like 1917. Yeah. Let's hope Roger Deakins gets another Cinematostography Award. Nice. All right, so yeah, on to what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, Holden? You're pointing <laughs> at me. He was just kind of sitting there staring out. You're, you're sitting there staring off into space like scratching your back. Yeah. It's like, Jimmy, are you okay? That's kind of my resting position. Yeah. Now I'm doing it too. So nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's not bad. I got a back scratcher for Christmas. It's around here somewhere. Nice. Um, so I, 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 I mentioned to you earlier, Jimmy, but I beat uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the Star Wars game. I rushed that. I like. I. I did it. I did too. I usually don't really binge video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, my standard for rushing is a lot lower than yours. I think. Sure. But I think like I play probably played like eight or nine hours between two days which is a lot for me i usually do not uh, play that much more than that um but i i just really wanted to get it done before i came back and i did my favorite part of the game and it's spoilers. not a, no it's not a spoiler because it's just like something you can do in the game but when you fight like bounty hunters if you just push them off a cliff oh yeah <laughs> Because, like, there's bounty hunters in the game that are, like, mini bosses of sorts. And you can just push them off a cliff and kill them. And it's really funny. <laughs> Even the ones with jetpacks? Yeah, I think so. Oh. As long as they're on the ground. Probably not if they have a jetpack on. I don't know. I never really But I like pushing that. off the, the robot ones. That's pretty funny. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, good game. We'll review it at some point. Uh, probably in January. Because we're going to have a, probably a slow month this month. Um and I start okay. I started playing South Park: The Stick of Truth, Jimmy. How's that? Incredible! <laughs> it is so funny. It is like I mean, everyone when it came out, and like even the new one when it came out, everyone's said it, but it's true. It's like playing through an episode of South Park, and there it is so just chock full of references to the show. Like even I, who's only seen probably a little less than half the show, I'm catching so many things in it, and it's so funny. It's, I mean, it's the Trey Parker and Matt Stone, like had their fists so deep into this game. Um, and like, I mean, they, they did the voice acting and they did the writing and everything and the combat it's, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's a turn-based RPG, but which isn't typically my kind of thing, but the South Park, the kind of flair makes it worth it for me. Um, and it's just a very, very fun game. Um, I won't get into a lot of it because it's inappropriate. We don't want to alienate our audience here. Um, but if you like South Park, you should definitely play that game. It's very good. Um, and I'm sad that I have to like wait another month or two before I can play it again <laughs> since it's on the PS4 at home. Um, and then the other thing I did was I just watched 
Uh, have you ever heard of the movie A History of Violence? Nope. Okay. Uh, it's like this thriller movie based on a graphic novel starring Viggo Mortensen from 2004. So he's like hot off uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, and yeah, it's, it's all right. I, it, I had heard that it was like really, really good. It, and maybe it just didn't like strike the right chords with me. I don't know. But it was just, I mean, it was, it was a good movie. I don't have much to say about it, though. That's about what I've been doing, Jimmy. What about you? I forgot that I did this, but I just remembered. I rewatched Attack of the Clones. Oh, jeez. <laughs> How was that, Jimmy? Yeah, it was pretty entertaining. Oh, no. I enjoyed it. But oh, the uh, no. I will admit that I gotta say I have not I had not seen it for like ten years mm. at least. It's been a long I there was so much stuff I had forgot was in the movie. Sure. Like I forgot they go back to Tatooine and like go he visits his home and you meet like Uncle Owen or whatever, and like his girlfriend or whatever. You mean Owen? Yeah. Too? yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like, and it's like his dad married Shmi Skywalker. And she got kidnapped by the Tuscan Raiders like two weeks before they came. Okay, I, I remember that bit. The so there are parts of this movie that are interesting, and then there's the bad man Anakin relationship, which is terrible. Yeah. It is so bad. It does not make any sense. <laughs> I like I I I really want to rewatch these movies. It is laughably awful. Like I'm like George Lucas. I don't think you understand how relationships work. Is he is George Lucas married? He is married. Well, <laughs> how does he not know how relationships I work? I don't know. Maybe that's I'm how like, his relationship worked out. He forced like grabbed a pair and cut in the half and then yeah. sent the other half back and talked about how he didn't like sand. It is so bad. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It makes no sense. They literally all of a sudden she's like, I love you. And you're like, what? Okay. It it really is that bad. But the rest of it I think is actually pretty decent. Um some of the effects aren't great, you know. Yeah. Um, but I actually like I Count Dooku. I think is this really interesting character. Um, watch, is he rewatching it because he's like a former. He's like um, Qui Gon's master. Okay, because I mean, and he was Yoda's apprentice. I haven't seen it in like a long time, so I'm. This isn't me, but a lot of people have said that Count Dooku is like one of the worst parts of the prequels. No, I I just like him though. Yeah, no, because he's like he's like a former master. Okay. Who I don't know how they like. I can't remember how they treat him in Revenge of the Sith. I'm sure it's not very well since they kill him off in like the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Or thirty minutes or whatever. Um, but he's kind of like he breaks away from the Jedi because uh of like the corrupt like he sees Yoda as like um. I saw like another like Reddit post based on it where it's like Yoda's been around for like 900 years or whatever and he like doesn't see all this corruption around him so like why hasn't he done anything and all this stuff he's just like complacent with it and he's like he kind of sees the BS of the Jedi and he's also tempted by the dark side as well but like in this movie he's like in charge of like the separatists or or like he's like he's forming this coalition Mm mm-hmm of uh against the republic and he's like look the republic is controlled by a sith like the 
the Sith Lord. Yeah. And the Jedi are blind to it. Like, that's just going to collapse. There needs to be some sort of semblance of order. And you, we need to get rid of the Republic. And, and I, you know, I don't know exactly how it works. Because obviously he's in some sort of cahoots with the Emperor. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't end well for him, obviously. No. <laughs> but I think at least the concept of this kind of gray character who has redeeming qualities. I mean, he's like, he really is like, he talks to Obi-Wan interestingly and their relationship, their mutual relationship to Qui-Gon, I think is Hmm. very intriguing. And I think it it was a golden opportunity missed by George Lucas in the prequels. Yeah. So at least a lot of it (laughs) conceptually Count Dooku is really fascinating. Mm. Um, Other than that, I've been playing control. Mm -hmm. I've not done with it yet. I sure. died so many times fighting that stupid fridge that breaks the ground. Oh, yeah. And I keep falling. I didn't realize it like broke the ground. I thought I just kept wandering off the map. Yeah. I, I got so mad. <laughs> I, I I had that same problem during that. And then you just and you like lose your things that you've slowly been accumulating. Mm-hmm. And you have to start over and over and it doesn't start you at the beginning of the battle. You have to go back to the last checkpoint thing you were at go through this stupid thing, wait for this stupid scene to happen and then do it. So that's one of my gripes with the game that it just doesn't like, you can't choose to go back to the beginning of the fight or the checkpoint. Yeah. Gets annoying. It's a fun game though. It is fun. Yeah. It's really fun to throw things. We'll review it. Yeah. Jedi fallen order and everything else. It'll happen. (laughs) Like Uh, everything else we keep promising. Yeah. That they say overpromise, under deliver. <laughs> That's our motto. Yep. That's all I got. You got anything old? I don't think so. Uh, next week will be 1917, and I think we'll do our next week will be 2020 still. Ah, sure will, Jimmy. Uh, I think we'll do our most anticipated movies of the year, and that works because 1917 technically came out last year, so we don't have to include that. Um, we'll do most anticipated movies. We'll. At some point, we're going to review Cats. We need to see it. I really want to. And I've gotten Jimmy on board, too. Um, so we're going to see it at some point and review it. And that'll be fun. Not this week. Not this week, probably. Um, and, yeah, we'll review Jedi Fallen Order and Control at some point in the near future. Um, oh, and Jimmy. I, you know what I saw that uh, piqued my interest? What's that, Holden? Being added to Netflix. City of Gods being added to Netflix. Oh, there we go. So it's, it's next fate. in the queue. It's fate. Uh, our next movie that's in our request queue is being added to Netflix. So that also adds an interesting opportunity for you guys. You guys can watch the movie before we talk about it. It'll probably be within the next few weeks, I would guess. So uh, no promises as to when yet. But yeah, just watch that movie soon. I think it was actually added at the beginning of the month. It's probably on there now. Um, yeah. Follow our social media links. Uh, yeah, email us. Uh, rate us five stars and then leave, leave us a request for a movie you want us to watch. You can do that. It's cool. And donate to us on Patreon if you want. That'd be cool too. We like money. Spoken like a gentleman. Yep. Adios, pantalones. Love you.